Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, April 17th, 2023. It's about 11 o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast of the United States. Larry Johnson uh, joins us now. Larry, we spoke uh, at length last week. You were the first person that I uh, spoke with on Judging Freedom uh, concerning the allegations against Jack uh, Teixeira, uh, the 21-year-old Massachusetts Air National Guardsman who since has been arrested uh, by the FBI and charged under the Espionage Act. Uh, for releasing uh, national defense uh, information outside of a secured um, uh, grouping. Uh, When you said uh, that you thought this was a controlled leak by higher ops, that this young man couldn't possibly have done this on his own, it, of course, went viral. Not only was the judging uh, freedom clip in which you saw that, watched uh, by millions, but people sliced and diced it and reposted it, and that was watched by millions. You have since then stood firm on your ground uh, and have presented an analysis of how he couldn't possibly have had access to some of the materials uh, that were released and that the government says he caused to be released. Please explain. The let me say at the outset that in, in the aftermath of me saying that, I've been approached by several friends, retired CIA, former military, and they've all voiced the same concern. And in fact, one fellow is a retired Air Force officer. Last job, he was a colonel. His last job was inspecting the secure classified information facilities to certify and make sure that they are operating properly. And he came up to me and said, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. So the first clue that uh, this is out of whack is that he published two documents that uh, are from the CIA Operations Center. That's a document that's prepared overnight and during the day. So it appears twice daily. It's a summary of intelligence from all geographic regions of the world. And it's prepared by analysts who sit at a desk. I work there. I was the the Latin American analyst. So my job was to monitor every single bit of traffic, SIGINT, human reporting from uh, CIA sources, even State Department traffic, and put together uh, a summary of what are the most important items. And then that gets published so that the analysts, when they come in to work in the morning or as they're getting ready to leave in the afternoon, they'll know what some of the critical issues are that they may not have been able to see. Because my job was simply to monitor everything, what's going on, what's the latest breaking news. Well, that's an internal document. That doesn't appear on any server that uh, that the U.S. military operates. Uh, and, I, you know, I would have expected if they had changed policy, I've got enough friends, they would have come and say, hey, Larry, no, no, 
they've updated it. It's 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 widely available. It's not widely available. Number one. So what 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 would the what would the Air Force? Never mind a twenty-one-year-old Air National Guardsman who probably only works on weekends. What would the Air Force be doing with an internal CIA document that was never put on a server? Uh, ostensibly, it's to brief me to keep the senior management, senior leadership informed. Understand that this particular unit that Texera was a part of, the Air National Guard, is part of the 16th Air Force. Their job is information warfare. In other words, and they're specifically connected to the, the ISR. I hate to dump the acronyms. That stands for Intelligence, Surveillance, Reconnaissance. So all ISR activities of the U.S. government are funneled into them. And, then, and so you've got a lot of uh, overhead surveillance, drones and fixed-wing aircraft, such as the Rivet Joint, uh, RC-135. And that information is brought down, and then they figure out how to send some stories. So I, I think it's really, at a minimum, it's ironic, and at a more diabolic level, it's highly, highly uh, suspicious that these leaks come out of the information warfare component of the Air Force. Does a an Air National Guardsman uh, work five or six, seven days a week like uh, full-time <laughs> right. uh, Air Force or full-time uh, Army? If the Air National Guard was activated, and we've had National Guard units that were activated and sent to combat theaters like Afghanistan or Iraq, that would be one thing. But that's not the case with this current unit that Tekara is a part of. So they're what they, you know, you go back to the old weekend warrior, and that's not to denigrate them, but they, what they do is they get together once a month. Well, what I still don't know is what weekend of March and February, March, uh, April, did that unit meet? Because, and, and when you come together, it's not just Jack showing up on his own and they sign him to a cubicle and he's there unmonitored and just doing whatever he wants. He's involved with high system that has non-commissioned officers, sergeants, and lieutenants, captains, majors, lieutenant colonels. Everybody is there to make sure that their training objectives met and they assign tasks and they monitor what's going on. And so to get access to those documents, he would have had to be in a skiff and he'd absolutely not be left on his own just to do whatever he wanted to, surf, you know, if you will, surf the web. All right. What, what, what is the uh, big picture significance to what you're saying? That someone north of him, I guess nobody south of him, he's the bottom of the, of the total. Right. Someone, don't let me put words in your mouth, Larry, significantly north of him wanted this information out there. Yeah, I don't think it's just necessarily someone. It may be a group of people that uh, he became a convenient tool, someone they could manipulate, use to get a message out. Because what is what has transpired, they already saw in February that within the intelligence community that the policy in Ukraine is going south. It, it's, it's going to collapse. The United States does not have the industrial capability to sustain the Ukrainian army in the field. We can't provide enough uh, artillery shells, artillery pieces, or aircraft. So that's number one. Then add to that what happened in March, and I think this was sort of the final impetus that promoted, provided for these leaks. The, the summit between Putin 
and Xi Jinping of China has dramatically and historically changed world affairs. It's important that the people listening to us now understand that this is transformative. We've not seen anything like this since the end of World War II. What it has done, it has upset the world order. Prior to March, prior to that summit, the United States, for example, was backing and supplying wars in Yemen and Syria. The purpose of both wars was to target Iran and as an effort to try to weaken Iran. Since that summit, the China has a, a created a rapprochement between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is now working with Iran to stop the war in Yemen. They're working to stop the war in Syria by bringing Bashar Assad back into the Arab League. Well, if you're a CIA officer who's been sitting there running these, directing these wars, you're all of a sudden got to be horrified. This has fallen apart, completely falling apart. And then on top of it, the, the role of the U.S. dollar is degrading as a reserve currency. And many, not just one country, but multiple countries are basically telling the United States, we don't need you. We're going to go do our own thing. So in the midst of this, that's why I think there's, there is a panic within some of the foreign policy circles of, of, well, on the national security side and in, in intelligence agencies and in the military that, you know, we are now setting ourselves up for some major defeats. And part of the reason to leak this information is to get it out there both to discredit, to show what Biden is really doing to make sure people focus on that and prepare people for what, what I've called uh, a soft landing. Uh, it's going to be more like a hard landing when when the reality intrudes that we have been unable to stop Russia in Ukraine, and Russia has completely overmatched us in both production of weapon systems and electronic warfare. To uh, substantiate what you just said, uh, our friend and your colleague uh, Ray McGovern points out that yesterday, Sunday, the Chinese uh, defense minister. Uh, flew to Moscow right. and went directly to President Putin. Now, don't right. these guys usually meet defense minister to defense minister? Does the defense Correct. minister of one country go directly to the head of state and the head of government to another country unless there's something profound and immediate to be yeah. discussed in private? Well, have you seen the video as they're walking up to each other? Putin extends his hand and the Chinese uh, general snaps to attention, snaps off a salute, and then shakes Putin's hand. You know, that's a sign of respect. That's a, and so what's really going on there, I think, is that China recognizes it's going to face uh, some provocations from the United States militarily in, in, uh, around Taiwan and in the China Sea. Uh, Russia is going to supply China with hypersonic missiles. Up to now, the narrative has been, oh, China is going to need to supply Russia. That's nonsense. That is an absolute piece of uh, misinformation. What's going on is China and Russia are going to be working together where Russia is providing China with these weapon systems that one, China does not have. Two, the United States cannot defend against them. Our ships have no air defense systems mm. capable of stopping those hypersonic missiles that Russia has. Wow. Let's get back to, um, uh, to Ukraine. I, I want to run a clip of, I think you've seen this, but I want you to see it in light 
uh, of the views you've expressed and the evidence you've provided in support of those views um, about this uh, leak. I want you to look at uh, Secretary of State Austin testifying under oath uh, before uh, the, the Senate Farm Relations Committee. Here's Senator Wicker and Secretary Austin. When we finish watching this, I'm going to ask you point blank, did the secretary lie under oath? Take a listen. With regard to your optimism about Ukraine having the upper hand, that is what you told me yesterday. It, it is. Now, uh, Ukrainians have inflicted significant casualties on the Russians, and they have depleted their, uh, their inventory of uh, armored vehicles in a way that no one would have ever imagined. And so now we see Russia reaching for T-54s and T-55 tanks because of the level of damage that the Ukrainians have inflicted on them. And we have, in the meantime, been... And reaching, reaching for those tanks uh, demonstrates what to you, sir? It demonstrates that uh, their capability is waning. And we've uh, continued uh, to witness uh, them be challenged with artillery munitions and other things. And they're reaching out to Iran. They're reaching out to, uh, to North Korea. I think, you know, we'll see an increase in the fighting in the spring as uh, conditions for maneuver improve. Do you believe there's a real chance for significant Ukrainian advancements between now and the beginning of winter? I believe that there's a chance and we're doing everything that we can do to uh, ensure that they have their best opportunity to be successful, Senator. Was Secretary Austin lying? Well, if he's not lying, he's not reading. It's one or the other. Because uh, if he, even the the brief, some of these uh, documents that were released from the February 28th, March 1st timeframe show very clearly that the upcoming picture for Ukraine is dire, that they're, they're going to lose their ability for what they call a layered air defense. In other words, up to now, they've at least had some ability to shoot down uh, fixed wing aircraft from Russia, which is why Russia has used rockets and missiles instead of fixed wing aircraft. That's now gone. And what we've seen is an attending uptick increase in the use of fixed wing aircraft that are carrying by, by Russian aircraft that are carrying 500 kilogram, 1500 kilogram, 3000 kilogram. That's that's a, almost a six, 6000 pounds. That's like, you know, a three ton bomb. And they're dropping that now on Ukrainian positions and Ukraine has no defense for it. Now, Austin should have known this because it's in the briefings. So that's what I'm saying. He either read it and decided to lie, or he didn't read it. Either way, it's a sign of incompetence, failure of leadership, and it actually puts at risk, jeopardizes U.S. national security. Does the American public, now I'm going to ask you to become a political philosopher, and I happen to know that you're a pretty good one, have the right to know this information? Does the American public have the right to know what Joe Biden's administration has been doing? Uh, particularly when it's in wartime, and particularly when it results in killing people, and particularly when it's trying to keep this secret? When it comes to asking the sons and daughters of America's parents to go forward into a foreign land and put their lives on the line, I think it is essential that the public be informed. That's why, that's why the, our, our founding fathers established in the Constitution that the war power resides with the Congress, or supposed to, to limit the power, the ability of the executive to go launch military operations at will. And, you know, unfortunately, the Congress has abdicated its role since at least Vietnam. And 
you know, repeatedly we've seen it's not just Republican or Democrat, it's both have have gone out and engaged the United States in military operations without any declaration of war. And then what happens when the lies that are being told support that effort, as happened in Vietnam, with the as we learned from the leaks of the Pentagon Papers, um, and it has happened repeatedly, it's happening in Ukraine, the government then wants to hide behind secrecy. Oh, this is classified, you can't read it. And yet, once you get to the classification, just as Peggy Lee saying, is that all there is, you realize that they're hiding some lies. They're, they're, hi they're, they're, trying to, they're not trying to protect the fact that we have a sensitive source that has, you know, that uh, let's say Vladimir Putin's private sec secretary has been convinced to spy for us and he's providing us all the insights into what Vladimir Putin is. Of course, you would not want to leak or expose that to compromise a source that's actually providing decent information. But most of these issues with classification, particularly what's exposed in the documents allegedly leaked by Texera, shows the, the what the American public is being told about the war in Ukraine is a lie. And I'll just give you another, it's a little unrelated to Ukraine, but it's in the same vein. Uh, a, a very well-read, uh, experienced friend of mine, I was talking to him last night, and I reminded him of the One China policy, which in that One China policy, the United States recognized Taiwan as a province of China. And he goes, what? <laughs> well, I thought Taiwan was an independent nation. Well, it just highlights the propaganda that's being fed to the American people that we, we're coming, being led to believe that the Chinese and that are doing something that's so against natural order and human rights without taking time to recognize we made an agreement with them recognizing Taiwan as a province in the same way that China recognizes Hawaii as a state of the United States. But th that's an example of how classification is used to obfuscate and mislead. And yes, what is the American people have a right to know. What is the uh, administration's end game uh, in Ukraine? I mean, they must know, Victoria <laughs> Nuland, to the contrary, notwithstanding, the Ukrainian flag is never going to fly over Crimea. They're not going to drive uh, Putin out of office. What is their realistic end game? Uh, by supplying billions in equipment and causing thousands of deaths. They don't have one. They're like a degenerate gambler that's gone into the, uh, the blackjack table, and they're going to keep doubling down, even though they're losing money, even though they're now having to take out a $500,000 loan from the house. And it's going to come at a 25% interest. They don't care. They're going to keep doubling down because in their mind, they've got to win this. And yet they're not willing to step back and objectively look at it. I've, I've never seen anything like this, Judge. There's such a complete divorce from reality and they repeat lies that are provable lies or at least have no bearing on what's going on where they tell themselves, oh, yeah, Russia suffered massive casualties. Well, how do you know that? Well, that's what the Ukrainians told us. <laughs> okay. That may, and that, go ahead. I, I was going to say that this... Uh, separation from reality uh, substantiates your view that these documents were probably leaked by high-ranking, intelligent people who want the American public to know that we can't go on like this much longer. 
Yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, I think there there are still some sane individuals within the bureaucracy who understand that this world order that America has sat atop of since the end of World War II, it's cr literally crumbling un under us day after day. And the signs are, it's not a, a matter of opinion or speculation, the signs are quite tangible. When you see the Iranian foreign minister and the Saudi foreign minister sitting in Beijing, China, shaking hands and changing a document, that's real, that's not imagined. And then that's followed up by concrete actions where the two start exchanging prisoners. They stop shooting at each other. They stop providing funds to the units that were uh, attacking each other. And ironically, the Chinese are the ones now bringing peace to the Middle East, not the United States. And that is resonating in other parts of the world. Countries in Africa and Asia are looking around going, wait a second. The United States is, keeps getting us into wars. And, you know, because I've asked people, I said, tell me the last country China invaded. And they go, well, uh, I said, I'll make it easy for you. It's Vietnam, 1979. That's because Vietnam had invaded Cambodia. So the Chinese came to the aid of the Cambodian allies and they lost to the Vietnamese. But since then, China has not been invading countries. So there, there, there's, a, there's a need to objectively step back and say, which country in the world has carried out more military operations in other and foreign nations without the permission of those nations? And just only one country that fits that profile. It's us. We need, is, uh, you know, we need to look in the mirror and say, we have met the enemy, and it is, unfortunately, we, we, we've, we've caused a lot of mayhem, and there, there's a lot of deep uh, anger that has been sort of suppressed over the years. And, you know, countries now are starting to flex, you know, push. Larry Johnson, no matter uh, what it is, it's so much appreciated, uh, all of your uh, insight. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Judge. More as we get it, if you like this, like and subscribe. More as we get it, Tony Schaefer, Lieutenant Colonel Schaefer at 3.30 this afternoon, live uh, Eastern. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.